And we're back with So You Think You Know Sports. We give you weekly updates on things you want to know, like off-the-court stories, game highlights, and all-around current sports knowledge, mostly highlighting NBA, NFL, and sometimes college. In today's episode, we're going to cover the NBA All-Star Weekend, Dak Prescott's record contract deal, and Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin signing with the Brooklyn Nets. But before we get into it, let's introduce ourselves. My name is Muhammad. I let my partner introduce himself. It's Alex once again, and you know what time it is. It's time for the news. Run those subscriptions up, those listens, listens up. Run them up, run them up. Um, but let's go ahead and dive into NBA All-Star Weekend. So we had the Slam Dunk Contest where we had pretty much some no names in there. Um, Anthony Simons won the slam dunk contest. Um, Team LeBron won the all-star game with a score of 170 to 150. And Giannis received the MVP of the game. And we also had Steph Curry win his second uh, three-point contest. But with the way that NBA All-Star Weekend went down, did you enjoy it? enjoy it uh that was like a a a taster but i wouldn't say no no it's not not like i i wasn't semi-entertained but no there's not like a i didn't dislike it but it wasn't much to like either it was it was very packed together and I, i know i was harping on it being a scheduling nightmare but somehow they they put it all in one but I would not say I was amazed at anything about it. I, it will be forgotten. I'm going to have to agree. Um, there was nothing amazing that happened. Um, I mean, they had some cool dunks, but, you know, I guess they took away some of that that crowd reaction that we normally see. But I think it was it was still entertaining to a certain degree. Three-point contest, that, that was pretty good. Um and then the All-Star game, that one was probably lackluster. Um, it was pretty good to see um, Steph Curry and Damian Lillard kind of go back and forth with these long three-pointers. But, I mean, that was pretty much all the excitement. I agree. It was, like, completely lackluster. I know certain records got uh, accomplished, like Giannis being 100% of, and scored. I think it was 36 points. I think 17 for 17, even he even hit some threes. Uh, so that it, that's semi-spectacular. It was, it was worth getting the MVP for the All-Star game. But everything else was extremely lackluster. The dunk contest, ugh. That, that was, <laughs> ugh. That was like, to me, after I saw it, I was like, dang, this is like the easiest uh, dunk contest somebody has probably ever gotten to win. And I'm pretty sure... I, I know I don't remember the dude who won the contest. I don't even remember any of the names of the any of the players that were uh, doing the dunk contest. So it was extremely forget- forgettable. The game was extremely a blowout on every single quarter. Uh, team LeBron murdered <laughs> Team Durant. So it, it just really wasn't much to overly enjoy other than to see players play together. Yeah, pretty much. I mean... When you look at these teams um, outside of or these players outside of the All-Star game, they're already teaming up. So you're probably getting a, a better product outside of it. 
But um, I don't know what they can really do to spice up the All-Star weekend. Um, last year was more competitive, but this year you can see that it was just lopsided. I think Team Durant could have um, really used Durant's um, skill or just being on the court because <laughs> there was a huge hole that was there. Um, and Team LeBron just ran them over. It it wasn't even a competition. I wouldn't give that much credit to KD. They got stomped. Well, he would have helped. It, and it wasn't because of LeBron. It was just because the whole team stomped them. It was they were having a three pointing contest against two players who were on the same team, on the court at the same time. That's how boring it got. <laughs> so. Uh, it was just better managing by LeBron on picking its players. We kind of already viewed that in the beginning, but we we're hoping there was some kind of difference. But KD knew he wasn't playing. The rest of the players knew he wasn't playing, and they're all all-stars. So I can't really give credit to there being a different result. He is still the person who picked the players. He picked them, but I think that they, they definitely could have used his services Um he would have helped a little bit. I mean, they probably still would have lost, but they, they would have did better True, with him. True, but it's not like he picked them with thinking he was going to be playing with them. You're supposed to be being the GM. You're not even playing in this situation. You're literally supposed to just do the GM to get your team to win in this situation. And he clearly came up short there because there shouldn't have been even any kind of calculating that he would be a factor in that. Yeah, but I meant from the fans' perspective, um, you're just missing out. Yeah, I think we missed out on it even just happening. <laughs> okay. Well, um, do you think Giannis deserved the MVP for the All-Star game? It was a quite kind of boring. I, I get, maybe it's because of the game, the actual game, and how easy it seemed for Team LeBron to get points. It just seemed like s- such an easy 36 that he got when it was not easy. And like it's, it's never easy just to score 36 points and to be perfect on them and not just be dunks. So that's not like easy, but looking at it after we were on the game it made it seem easy and didn't make it feel like he deserved it and i think that's really like a remnant of us feeling that way about him winning the mvp of the league okay um i'm gonna say yeah yeah i I guess he deserved it but his wasn't the most exciting i think steph curry and damian lillard going back and forth on the same team one of them probably deserved it because just how far out they were shooting, I think that was more impressive than what Giannis was doing because there were some players doing that same thing. Um, so I would have had a toss-up between Damian Lillard and um, Steph Curry. Okay, I, I do respect that. And if anything that we can take from that weekend that was like the biggest, strongest point is the biggest difference between errors because they were even talking about it during the game, the, the pre- Steph Curry era and the now Steph Curry era. Uh, like they even brought up with uh, PG, is that a bad... You remember just two years ago, he was saying Dame Miller hitting that shot over him was a bad shot, even though he's like almost at the half-court range. But now that is a good shot, even by his standards, as he said. But that just... It made it very clear that 
you can really shoot from anywhere. As long as you can hit it, you can do it. I would agree. Um, definitely. Um, if you are a really good three-point shooter, I mean, you have a green light to shoot pretty much anywhere if you're a star. Um, and it's it's not looked down upon if you're taking a shot from half court, if you're pretty good at shooting it. Um, but I also have to say that those alleys that um, Steph Curry did to Chris Paul and Chris Paul to Steph Curry, those look pretty good. I mean, I did not expect that from both of them. They're not ones to catch yeah. alleys that much. Yeah, that did make me excited. I did was like, oh, shoot, they got uh, Chris Paul out here dunking. That's how bad it, it really got, though. Like, he out here catching alleys on y'all. This is an all-star game. Like, bro. <laughs> but, yes, I would agree. Like, records were actually broken during this all, like, all-star game. Uh, uh, Chris Paul actually ended up being now the, the assist leader for all-star games over uh, played for the Jazz. Um, dang it, I can't think of him right Stock, now. Stockton? Yeah, yeah over Stockton. Uh, so he he actually records were broken during this. It was all lopsided. It was one sided on all of it, which made it boring. Uh, but it, it made it very clear that there's a different NBA here. Either you are unstoppable going right down the middle, but there's not much room for mid range. Shoot, a three pointer now is mid range compared to what the league is now, and I can only see the league getting more and more like that because it gives more of a fair advantage to shorter, genetically shorter people to make the league. Because if you start shooting from the other person's three-point line to the other side and nobody can stop it, you're going to make the league. Yeah, if you're, you're deadly from that range, yeah, you definitely have a higher chance of making it. Um, but let's go ahead and talk about the all-star dunk contest. And I'll ask this question. Should the NBA require players or starters from the the NBA to play in the I'm trying to see how to answer ask this question. Should the NBA okay. should the NBA require NBA starters to be in the all-star dunk contest? I wouldn't say require, but I think there should be like a, a mini draft. Like we we shake the pot. And the former winner, and then maybe three other players uh, from starting setups. Unless you volunteer in that spot under that team, then that you have to be there. I know that's complicated. It's extremely complicated. And then it goes into actual star players wanting to rest during the all-star game or either be in the all-star game. So it makes it more complicated. I don't think this is actually going to happen. It's just too hard to implement and these players be required to actually do it. But, yeah, it would be nice if you were required to attempt to do it every five years. But that's a lot of players. It, 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 the numbers become difficult to enforce. Well, I, I would like to see at least, you know, from one to six, you know, the starting lineup plus the six man, anywhere in there be required on on any team it doesn't have to be all-stars it can be any from any team you know somebody that somebody knows that participates in the the the, uh dunk contest because i mean i don't know any of those guys i think some of them were in maybe the g league 
and have barely played at all in the NBA. So, I mean, I guess it helps them, but for us, that's, it's not really that entertaining. And they were messing up a good bit, a couple of them. The dunks weren't bad. Like, honestly, my favorite dunk was the first dunk. And after that, like, it it lacked luster. Like, he was, they were doing things, but we've, we've been so shocked valued by amazing dunks that you have to be better than anything we've seen, and that's just very hard to do. Uh, him grabbing it from the top of the, uh, the box of the, the rim, but above the rim, before, above the, um, what do you call that? I can't remember. The but square? The square. Yeah, that's the easiest way, I guess, to say it. The, the, <laughs> ha- grabbing the ball from the top of the square and then dunking it, that's actually very talented. That's, that's talking about height. But we, we want to see it look spectacular. I understand you are doing something spectacular, but this is really about an image type of, uh, type of con- competition. If a shorter person does the same dunk that a taller person does it, you're, the shorter person is going to get more points. Yeah, I agree. It's all about style. Um, and I guess he got a little bit of style points. I think it was the same guy who attempted to either blow a kiss or kiss the rim, um, but he didn't. <laughs> so I guess that was supposed yeah. to be style, but you can only see that on a replay, not live. Yeah, it was... Eh, it, it's not nothing impressive, no signature. They they kept trying to hype it uh, the next day on ESPN and talk about kissing around, but in their explanation for why he didn't, but we want to see it. That's, that's <laughs> what we want to see. I'm sorry. If, if you actually do it, we, we cool. It should, even if you came up with blood after it, we cool mm-hmm. with that. No, I, I think, I think people are cool with that because we need to see that you're actually attempting to kiss the rim. And like, uh, I, I'm not sure who the announcer said, but he should have put a mouthpiece in and attempted to do it. He said, oh, you know, COVID, you know, not kids. It, it doesn't give the same credit. You don't, you don't get the same credit for actually doing it, but from almost doing it. No, um, you don't really get remembered for that. And this will be a forgotten slam dunk contest. <laughs> yeah, uh, my best dunks, the best dunks were the, like, some of the lowest rating ones. The windmill uh, jump over two players. Like, of course, we weren't going to give him much credit for it because he had his hand on uh, his, either his father's or his friend's uh shoulder when he went up but he windmilled over two very very tall people at minimum i'm pretty sure they were either six five minimum jumping over two and windmilling milling a dunk on top of that first dunk which we've kind of seen it many times uh i think the person who made it most popular is um well actually there's plenty of players who've done that same dunk but it's a vince carter dunk which we're just not as impressed to go over the top on points for yeah, I agree. I mean, when you see some of the same dunks for the past 20 years, I mean, you kind of get, um, you, you build up a tolerance to it. But, um, I mean, my uh, hats off to the NBA for, you know, just coming up with this all-star game in one weekend, all in one day. I mean, they, they did a great job. It handled everything well, but I guess they need to somehow make it more appealing. The, the whole All-Star weekend. I guess they were saying we're working on the COVID situation. We're going to get what money we can. It just, it, it was reeking of boredom. It was the only thing that had people uh, tuning in is the star power. 
and maybe this long hope that once uh, Curry becomes less valuable to the Warriors, that somehow that LeBron and him will play on the same team. I don't think that ever happens, but I guess we're allowed to dream. Yeah, you can dream for, you know, one game, but, you know, that, that's it. Let's, let's move on. But <laughs> let's move it along to uh, Blake Griffin and how he has now finally signed with the Brooklyn Nets. Um, so does Blake Griffin make the Brooklyn Nets any better? Any better? Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Like, that, that is ridiculous, bro. Like, this is... This is... Uh, ganging up on a whole nother level. <laughs> like, bro, they really are, I think, now tooled up to be the most talented team ever. And we keep saying this, like, year after year, kind of close when it came to uh, Steph, Katie, and all of them, you know, the full crew, but this is ridiculous. Like, if they don't win a, like, it wasn't okay for them to not win a championship when it's just Kyrie and KD. Then it clearly was not an excuse if they have Harden, KD, and Kyrie. But they have Blake Griffin now? Are you crazy? This is, I know he can't, uh, according to what they're saying, he can't play the same type of numbers, all that, blah, blah, blah. But this is crazy. These are all super all time greats. Like, I think a lot, really all four of them are going down in the history books for the NBA. So, yes, I, I think. I actually hope for their down, downfall, even though I really have a love for Blake Griffin. I hope for their downfall uh, because then it just stings a little bit more that y'all are overly packed and then y'all also fail. <laughs> well, I'm going to say yes, he does make them better. But as far as defense, does that really help? I mean, we, we still have to wait and see. But I think he definitely makes them better. Um, not that they needed to add more offense, but... I think he he makes them definitely more potent on offense, but um, this they they have to they have no choice but to win a championship. Making the finals is not enough. They have to win this year, next year. I mean, they really they should have the expectations of what the Golden State Warriors were when Kevin Durant was added to the team. Um, now I don't think they're going to work as well as Kevin Durant did with that team because that was already a ready-made team that added an already great player. And this is just adding on pieces all in one year. Yeah, I would I definitely agree. Uh, they are overpacked with talent. Like this is, this is so unfair. I, I honestly think this is extremely unfair, but, <laughs> and, and mostly because KD really don't have to do nothing. Like he really hasn't played most of the games this year, but he has like the best team around. Like, he, I, I'm not sure what many people know, but he had that previous tweet in 2010 about uh, people stacking up on teams and stuff in his response to LeBron just joining with uh, D-Wade in Miami with Bosch, which is definitely nowhere near the level of these other real super teams. Uh, but uh, I would say that he, he's making it extremely easy to get these things, and that's what it's really going to help me to feel real good when he does not accomplish it this year. And it's not really going to be just him. It's going to be all of them. I want Harden to have a championship. I want Blake Griffin to have a championship, but I don't want it to be attached with KD and Kyrie. <laughs> well, Kyrie, he's already won one with LeBron. Um, yeah, I guess it's, 
it, it, it's a way to stick it to LeBron, I guess, if he wins. But I think Kevin Durant winning, that validates him in a way. But I'm not sure with this, another super team, if that validates it. Like, what is he validating? That he can stack up? Like, he didn't even Ooh. stack up before. That wasn't his his doing of the – he just joined an overstack team. Now he's literally reforming, and I wouldn't say him, because he might not be the one actually making all these moves. He's probably checking off on these moves, but he is not the one making these moves. Uh, but I'd say he is, you don't get more credit for having a more powerful team than the team you just left that was already stacked. Well, I would say that Kevin Durant, um, he probably still doesn't feel the love that he thought he might get from winning those championships. And it's probably something that he'll never get and he'll always be chasing. I agree. Because I think even if, let's say they make that the championship, they win the championship, I kind of think that credit is not going to go to Kevin Durant. Like As much as they keep making the statement, he's the leader, he's the best player, all this other stuff, I think the credit's really going to go to Harden. Like I think it's going to fall to Harden. And might even, I don't know about Kyrie, because they, they think that KD keeps Kyrie in check. But I think that if they win, they're going to actually give the credit to Harden. Really, I think it's a toss-up. I guess any of these players can explode for um, a a huge amount of points at any time. So it's just whoever is the most consistent. Um, But I think Blake Griffin, yeah, it's a really good signing, but it's definitely not automatic. Uh, But I'll go ahead and ask. Does this move put the Brooklyn Nets automatically in the finals? It should. It really should. <laughs> like, I, I, it's hard to dispute otherwise. It should. I, that's, all, that's my best answer. Because I'm really hoping for this not work together. I, I really hope Doc Rivers come with a, uh, a vengeance and make it to the, to the championship. Whether the Lakers make it or not. So I, I really hope that, the, that Philly is the one who takes out Brooklyn or somehow Brooklyn gets taken out before they reach there. It would be no excuses if they get dropped by anybody but Philly, though. I think that there's no excuses either way. I mean, you stack this much talent, you, you have no excuse. You just failed. You clearly p- pushed all your chips to the table so you could win right now. And if you fail to reach the finals... Yeah, it's it's a huge failure. It's, it, it looks just as bad as the Clippers last year who didn't even make it to the Western Conference Finals. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't think this automatically puts them in the finals. Th- this is putting a whole bunch of talent together and hoping it works. But you still have to actually make it happen. And I'm not ready to say that they're going to automatically get to the finals. Um, I don't think any of these players have played with each other. Um, for the, for a long amount of time. So th- this is a work in progress. <laughs> you got DeAndre and uh, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's a joke. <laughs> but that is yeah. real. They, they did play together. but And then you got KD and uh, Harden. They actually played together also. But that was a different time. But they had a whole era. Uh, but he was on a team that long, James Harden with Kevin what, Durant. Three years? Maybe. I'd say that's a whole error, but 
it's not worth even, uh, I guess, getting into about whether they're played together because they haven't played together at, at this time. I do understand what you mean. Uh, but I, I, I say that you're right. I don't think this automatically puts them there, and this will look extremely bad on them. But, man, will it look so good on LeBron's legacy if they actually do make it there, the Lakers make it there, and the Lakers win. God, God almighty, this man will get the GOAT status after that. He won't need the, the six ring. I, I Seriously. <laughs> So, like, I'm so serious. Like, if he defeats two of the most greatest teams ever in the championship, I'm sorry, but they're going to give him goat status from that. He can he can solidify goat status by beating the Nets in the championship this year, not without a six ring. Uh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> it's it's I don't beating know. the Warriors. It's it's the it's that it's it's the same thing as the three. Three, whatever, uh, three, four, come back uh, for Cleveland. I think he gets even more credit for this one because I think there's more stars on this team than there was on the Golden State team. There may be more stars, but it's how they mesh, how they, the, the chemistry. If the True, chemistry's but- not there, the talent, I mean, that doesn't matter. I agree. I completely agree, but it's going to matter to the public. It's going to matter that y'all were all put together. Y'all got to figure that out. Y'all got enough talent. Because it's always a lack of talent in most cases, uh, not lack of well, sometimes the coaching also. But in this case, I, I would say that they they don't have an excuse. They and it will still be against them if they make it there and don't win. Like, who cares whether it didn't work together? That what they're they're doing. They LeBron's going to get more credit for that. And they're going to get a whole lot of dissing for not getting it done. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I could definitely see them. I mean, they they'll they'll never, um, they'll probably never be able to come back from that if they lose. <laughs> probably never. They, be they'll able be able to, to come back. Uh, if, they lose, they, if if they lose that and that somehow next year they get another repeat of this LeBron in the champ championship against them, if they're able to to beat him, then they can get some of that credit back. But LeBron would already be goat status by that point. Maybe. I, I don't know. I uh, mean, you course, making three championships for the Lakers and winning two already? I mean, it, we have to see how it all comes together. There, there's a lot of storylines. We, we have to see how it all comes together. You know, people get hurt. Some people miss some time. They might be hampered. We, we just got to see how things play out. So you, would you give KD less, sorry, not KD, but LeBron less credit if they were KD less in the championship? No, I don't give him any less credit. Um, I think he just adds another ring to the trophy case, um, and it it just it just depends on how it all happens. Because if people put LeBron on that goat status when whenever um, he came back from the three to one series, um, yeah, So it's how things happen. I would agree because in my mind, he's already to go. Like that that solidified it for a certain group of people. What he's working on is the people who can't, they can't deny him. He's working on those people who, hey, every obstacle you put in front of me, ones you didn't actually put in front of me and was there that you said was hampering me, I overdid it. I beat the two best two teams ever. I have all these championships. I have the best records on everything. I'm the most durable uh, player ever. I'm the best franchise uh, putting together player ever. He's going to get ghost status from just simply 
if he beats them in a championship, no matter how many of them players is hurt in the championship, he will get GOAT status simply off of getting two championships with the Lakers, getting three, getting three different franchises championships, doing it at the Lakers, going to two back-to-back championships and winning both. And then if he got to the third one, that's, it's just, that's, that's pouring on. He would be able to lose that other one, and he would already be there. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. But on another note, um, the 2016 finals is probably one of the most overrated finals. The only good game was the last one. All the rest were blowouts. Oh, I agree. agree. Yeah, like the only interesting one was the last one. I agree. <laughs> um, but let's go ahead and move along to Dak Prescott and how he has gotten a record deal. And he has finally signed with the Dallas Cowboys for a four-year, 140, no, $160 million contract deal with $126 million of it guaranteed. And $75 million, he gets it within the first year. But I'll ask, who won this deal, Dak Prescott or the Cowboys? Honestly, I think both won. In this case, like uh, now Cowboys is going to lose in the tail end if if the gamble doesn't pay off. Like as much as I was saying and everybody was saying, give him his money. Now it's a gamble. Now you got money. Now you got expectations. And he it works for the front, front end because he gets the 75 million, but it only counts 22 million against the cap. It's something where where it backloads the the uh, cap amount. Uh, for his contract, uh, the way it's set up. So for the front end of this contract, they both win. End of this contract, track, the only person who can really lose is the Cowboys. So I think he won in the situation if we're saying anybody won. I'm going to say the Cowboys, they took an L. Um, not saying that I don't like Dak. He's a pretty good talent, but they they should have took care of this, you know, a year or two years ago because they could have had him for less money. Um, and now his his deal has skyrocketed. Um, and Dak, he obviously won this. I mean, he gets basically all the money that he wanted um, for the, t- the amount of time that he wanted. And he can go back, let's say, if he's still, you know, a pretty good quarterback and get even more money later on down the road. But really, nothing has changed. It's not like Dak has gained some extra, I don't know, skills since he's been out. Really, he has been <laughs> rehabbing. He, <laughs> he's coming back off of a pretty bad ankle injury. So really, nothing has changed except Dak's pockets. I would agree. Uh, the team hasn't gotten better. Um, it, should, it, it is the same team. You're just... Signing up what you already had. So, yeah, he, he definitely won in this case, but that's what the Cowboys, they were doing. They were doing a long bet. They were hoping that they could, it could be in their favor in the future, and they bet against themselves. That's just what it is. And time ended up running out. They literally went to the last day they could possibly do this without it being, like, a problem. And it was already a problem. But they they literally went to the last day in the last couple of hours to make this decision. So I think they 
they held out as long as they could to for their risk rewards uh, factor to kind of come in or kind of change uh, Dak's mind about where he should be. And the, the market has kind of depicted what he's going to get because they have to pay him. He's still on that rookie deal. Well, was on that rookie deal. So at this point, it is what they they laid it out to be. It just didn't work in their favor. Yeah, it, it did not work in their favor. Um, Jerry, he folded again. And I'm not going to say he overpaid Dak, but he paid him well, a lot of money. What was his choice if he didn't quote unquote, quote unquote fold? I think he did, well, had to do what he had to do. Like, it literally was nothing else he could do without, like, because they couldn't franchise him. They could have franchised him again, but then you don't, he hits the open market next year. You're now starting off at square one on quarterback. Uh, so they, they didn't really have many other choices. It's not really folding. He literally leveraged his way all the way up to this point and just could, did had no more options. So he had to give the money up. That's really, I, I wouldn't say he folded. I'm saying he, he should, he could have done this earlier and paid less money. Yeah. And he took a risk. That is, that's what it is. It's just like stocks out here. You're taking a risk thinking that things will be different in the future and it wasn't. So that's his fault. Yeah. He should have bought the stock whenever it was low or lower. Um, Mm -hmm. But does Dak Prescott deserve this much money? Yes, only due to the front load, the front load of what he's already done. And I wouldn't say he deserved the entire contract, but he at least deserves these first two years. That's 75 million and whatever he gets from this year. That's and actually I think that's when he gets it is this upcoming year is the 75 million. So I think he he deserves that to due to the work he's already done for the team uh, and his maturation process. Being on a rookie contract, it's just money kind of owed backwards. Now, for the future, he got to prove that one because there are heavy expectations uh, on him now. Yeah, um, I, I think that he I, I'm going to definitely agree with what you said for the for the uh, front load because of what he's done before, you know, taking over the team in his rookie year and giving him to the playoffs. Um where he didn't have much expectations and they didn't even want to hand the team over to him, but he did really well in that role. I mean, he stepped up and led the team, um, but probably, I don't think he's reached, well, they did win one playoff game, um, but then they lost to Aaron Rodgers. or no, no, that's not right. They beat um, the Seahawks and then lost to the Rams, but have not reached that ever since. Um, but with this deal, he has to prove it now. He has to win a championship, or this this was all for nothing. Say that one more time. I said he has to win a championship, or this was all for nothing, paying him this much money. Okay, yeah. I, I would agree, but they it's really they got tied to the market. Like they just had to give up what they had to give up because it's the situation. <laughs> uh but yeah, I think. If anything, it's, it's put a lot of expectations on Dak. Now, now the complaining comes to demanding. Like complaining, hey, we, we shouldn't have to pay you this much. How much? Like, uh, did you really do this? And, 
you should have enough by being just a quarterback and getting all these promotions uh, from being the starting quarterback for the Cowboys. That's really kind of over, though. Now it's demanding. Hey, we paid you. You better come up with some results. I think it gets a little bit meaner in a way uh, about the expectations they're going to draw from Dak, whether he's doing well on his part alone or the whole team is doing well. Like, he can be doing good by himself, and they still going to have heap a bunch of expectations on him, even if he's doing well and the team is not. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to come through. You got to win a championship, or at least in the first year, I would say get close. Like, there's no more not making the playoffs. If you don't make I the playoffs... Good. If you don't make the playoffs, then, you know... Maybe after year or two, we might have to re, re, reconfigure your contract or, you know, figure out something because <laughs> this is not working. They actually they can come to him about it, but he don't have to change anything. He also has a no trade clause, so they can't even change up on him and ship him off. So they married for at least a, a little while here. Uh, so the, it is what it is. I think. For it to be worth it, they must get to a NFC championship. If they get them there, I think the fan base and the media will will feel it was enough because the Cowboys have just not gotten nowhere close to that in the past two decades. So uh, it's it's they can't demand championship, but they can demand uh, you know series of bad events on uh, NFC championship. Mm, no, no, that's no, <laughs> that's not enough. Um, when you so, get your your hopes so high and you get to that point, losing, you know, that far in, that's that's devastating. That is devastating. And they would not so, be happy. So do you feel that's the same way for like Lamar Jackson and you give him that type of money and he doesn't get you to at winning a Super Bowl or well, that being for Deshaun Watson or uh Kyler Murray is that the same thing if they got the same money Kyler Murray maybe Lamar Jackson definitely yes um Deshaun Watson he's in a bad situation so we don't know about him well yeah I'm saying so I only reason I'm saying that is because I don't think the money they give is attached it is attached to expectations but it's so hard to get to an actual Super Bowl and then winning Super Bowl that you really can't judge that money amount by championship because there's a lot of unfortunate things can happen between there. And I think getting them to the NFC championship is at least the most, like the most they should expect just knowing their own history and knowing it's hard to get there and win. You said knowing their own history. That's really all they live on. You yeah, but what's, what's the last are. 20 years? One, one playoff game? No, no, that's not true. But, you know, they say it's our year every year. So that, all, all of that talking but, about just the NFC Championship game, no, that's, that's not their expectations. But am I correct that they've only been to two playoff games in the last 20 years and only won one? No, because um, Dak has been... He's played in, I think, three, and then three? Tony Romo played. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. They only won one out of all of these. I'm trying to think. No, they they won two. 
Cowboys won the first round with Dak? They they beat the Seahawks one time, and then Tony Romo beat the Detroit Lions. Okay, Remember so on that on that on that catch game at Green Bay, that was the second round. Okay, so over the past twenty years, your expectations is making it past the first round twice with two different <laughs> franchise quarterbacks. So I, I I can't say you expect more than what has been the previous history. Now you can expect a little bit more than what you've gotten, which is two more rounds. But you can't be demanding a championship when it ain't even existed in the past two decades. Come on now. You've talked to Cowboy fans before. Every no, year no, I is understand. a year. No, I do understand their uh, delusion to every year is their year and they can win a championship every year. That's delusional. But real expectations, real expectations should be no more than an NFC championship. And honestly, I think that's reaching because they haven't gotten there at all in the last two years. So winning one playoff game is real expectations, that real, the realest of expectations. And expectations that they're entitled to just due to their, that what they've paid out is NFC championship. After that, they should be like, it's all good. I know they're unrealistic, though. No, Jerry Jones didn't pay all this money just for an NFC championship game. He said he wants at least one more. So I, I, I hear you, but... He also given a hundred million to other players, and so is he expecting championships out of them too? Is is that well, they're a part of it though. True. I expect I, you to pay. I mean, to play at the level that I'm paying you at. I'm paying you top whew. dollar, so you need to pay like a top dollar player. I I, I definitely agree. I I do agree, but I think the expectations of Cowboys fans realistically versus their imagination is clearly two different things, but. Being realistic, they, they should, if they're being realistic, expect it be no further than the NFC Championship for the first year. I, I'm thinking like more of the first year, not like over four years. Yes, he does need to make it to a Super Bowl within the four, 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 within those four years. But even winning it, I don't think is a demand that they, they can make. Oh, they, they can definitely demand it. But um, will it happen? I mean, we'll, we'll see. It's not likely. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm saying realistically it ain't likely, but yes. Yeah. Um, but that does that does it for so you think you know sports. Let's move on to the trivia questions. Uh it's three trivia questions. They're all multiple choice. Um Alex comes up with a question. I'll try to give you my best commentary on it. But you can go with that first question, Alex. Okay. Question one. Which all-star great NBA player has the most all-star game selections in NBA history? A, Akeem Olajuwon, B, LeBron, or C, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Hmm. Um, I, I'm going to say Hakeem, he did not play as long as LeBron and um, Kareem, so... It's a toss-up between Kareem and LeBron. Actually, I feel like LeBron actually passed this. So I'm going to go with LeBron James for final answer. Wrong answer. A little too quick. (laughs) It's Kareem. Sorry. Uh, Yeah. It's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He has gotten selected to 19 and has played in 18. Oh, okay. How many has LeBron had? Uh, Right at 18. Okay. Uh, well, seventeen. Yeah. Sorry, seventeen. So he's he's like right up under yeah. it. 
He's I know he's pretty close. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know the numbers. But for uh, question two, who is the youngest NBA All-Star in NBA history who's made an All-Star game? A, Kobe Bryant. B, LeBron James. Or C, Tracy McGrady. Hmm. Um, we both know that LeBron and um, Kobe Bryant came out of high school to play for uh, to play in the pros. Tracy McGrady. Tracy not... Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that. But I still don't know. Um, so this is really all a toss up. Uh, man, I feel like LeBron had the he he broke out earlier than the than the first two. So I'm gonna go with LeBron James again. Final answer. Well, you do it's quick draw on this LeBron. It's wrong. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kobe I guess Bryant. It's not that reliable. <laughs> it's Kobe Bryant. Uh, he was Kobe. the youngest, which at 19 and 170 days, which was in the 1998 All Star Game. Okay. Man. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dang, what? <laughs> he just quick draw that LeBron. But last question Who has the most three pointers made in one season? A, James Harden, B, Kevin Durant, or C, Kyrie Irving? Oh, I'm actually surprised by this. Um, I thought Steph Curry. All players on the same team. Oh, well, yeah, I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking about Steph Curry. Um, oh, yeah, he's not even on the list. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, could you repeat that one more time? <laughs> All right. So who has the most three-pointers made in one season? A, James Harden, B, Kevin Durant, or C, Kyrie Irving? Um, man, James Harden, he's more of a, you know, foul shooter. He, he gets through the free throw line a lot, so that's how he gets a lot of his points. He's not the most efficient shooter. Um, Kyrie Irving is probably the next one. Uh, I think Kevin Durant is the most efficient, but man, th- this is actually pretty hard. I don't think he's going to take a whole bunch of threes, but man, I'm gonna go with Kevin Durant. Final answer. Oh, god, <laughs> no, wrong. Oh. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, it's uh, James Harden, James, James Harden. Harden. Yep, James Harden. James Harden had 299 three-pointers in the 2019-2020 season. So he has the most three-pointers made in one season. That's kind of unbelievable. But (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, that does it for So You Think You Know Sports. See you next week.